Welcome to the Share Chair Podcast, where we tell each other stories and learn from listening. So, uh, Joe Nagan, welcome yeah. to the Share Chair Podcast. Thank you very much. It's an honor to be here. Oh, <laughs> Good. I'm so glad to have you. That's so, Joe, I mean, you know, you're a guy. You've got your hands all kind of all over the yeah, school. You're that's a, true. You're a senior. You're you just wrapped up cross country. Mm-hmm. You are in show week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for the fall play, although that being said, by the time people hear this, the play will have been done. Yes, yes. Um, man, what's it like to be you? Well, um, it's extremely rewarding, but extremely stressful. And I find that's, that's pretty much the, the same way with everything that I do, because I try to never do anything halfway, and that sometimes leads to me... Um, just kind of stretching myself a little thin. So like you said, yeah, like a typical day for me will be um, I wake up at 5.50-ish in the morning and I go to a zero-hour class, IB Music, taught by Mrs. Keeft, and that, that's great. But it means my day starts at school at 6.45, and then I have a full day of school, which like AP Calc, which is really hard, so it's not like I'm taking easy classes. And then I go to cross-country practice after school, for two hours, and then I go home, shower, eat, and then go to rehearsal until nine. Mm-hmm. And then I get home and have to start on my homework. So it's like, it's a lot of work, but like, I wouldn't really want it any other way. Why? Why um, wouldn't you want another because, way? Because um, part of the, the, the beauty of, of high school, especially going to a school like Spring Lake, is that um, there's so much great stuff going on that it's sort of like, I don't want to miss, I don't want to miss anything. Like, I want to be, and like, I'm passionate about running, and I'm passionate about my academics, and I'm passionate about theater. So it's it's not like there's something I'd I'd want to lose. Like, so I guess sort of like my whole thing is I wanna I wanna enjoy my high school experience to the fullest, and I feel like I'm doing that. But maybe sometimes a little bit too much. <laughs> my mom would my mom would say <laughs> <laughs> a little bit too yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Well, so so we'll talk about that a little bit. What what's your mom's perspective? Do you think? Yeah, well, she's she's just concerned about me, like moms are, and I I totally understand that. It's it's like, I'm just doing so much, and sometimes like uh, it really kind of stresses me out. Um, and I have been known to occasionally take a lot onto myself personally, mm-hmm. whether it be like the success of a show or like uh, um, like academically or during cross country. Um, so that can occasionally be uh, kind of a stressful experience, but so she's 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 worried about me rather than more than anything else, and just like making sure that I'm dealing with everything in the right ways. Can well, you speak to that nervousness or that taking on the responsibility to yourself? Yeah, sure, that? I totally can. I don't um, think you're the only person who feels that way. Yeah, I think yeah. That would be good for people to hear. Um, I think I can speak to it pretty well with theater because I'm the cast captain and I'm a senior and I've been doing it for four years. So I feel that sometimes, to a certain extent, uh, how a show is going or how like rehearsals are going um, falls a little bit on me, like um, making sure everybody's behaving and everyone's showing the director the respect that he or she deserves, um, and making sure that everything is uh, coming together the way it's supposed to. And I, for anyone who's ever been a part of a theatrical production knows that sometimes things don't come together until like the very end and so when it hasn't come together yet it's like ah oh no is it is it gonna cut is it gonna happen is it gonna happen but it always does and that's sort of the magic of theater but that can be 
really stressful for me because like I just really care about making a great a great product for for the audience and also for the people in the show for my fellow castmates so um, it can be stressful when that isn't happening the way I think it should be mm-hmm. so when it's not I sort of internalize that sometimes and that's not always the best thing to do but it is sort of what happens with me well yeah, so so if we can get real about that, what does that look like when you internalize? It's rarely like anger. I don't usually get angry. Um, I'm not a very angry person as a general rule. Um, I, ha- I I have gotten angry before, as everyone has. <laughs> but um, mostly it's just like, um, it's like I'm, I just get like freaked out. And I'm thinking like, what could I be doing differently? Like, how can I, how can I help? How can I change what's happening right now? So it's less about like... Um, being mad at one person, it's more about trying to to find a way to make make the product to to fix the problem, mm-hmm. and that's sort of something that I always try to do is fix the problem, mm-hmm. which can can sometimes be difficult because it's there. There's not always like an apparent solution. It's not like oh, of course, do this, and then the problem will be fixed. It's more like a like a, like what what can I do to to make these things better? So mm-hmm. that that's sort of what happens with me at least. Mm-hmm. How do you combat that? Um. Sometimes I just have to kind of live with it for a little while until it gets better. But um, my mom and my dad both, they're really, really helpful with that. They just sort of tell me, like, Joe, you can only do what you can do. And that's very true. Like, there's only so much I can do. I'm not in charge, ultimately. I'm not the director. And I'm not the other people in the show. So I just kind of have to realize that. I have to, I can be responsible for myself. I can know all my lines. I can be committed to my part. Um, I can ask people to to pay attention and be respectful, but if they don't, ultimately that's on them. It's not on me. And so, like, it's easy to say that, but internalizing it is more difficult. But that's sort of what I'm always trying to work to do. Mm-hmm. What's uh, what's it feel like on a Thursday night or a Friday night or a Saturday matinee when the show is just about over and, you know, you're going out? Yeah. For curtain call or what's... that's like I think Thursday night, like opening night, the like the couple hours before the show is like the best feeling in the world. Like that's that's what I live for. That and like right after it's over. Um because that's when the cast is like you, there's ultimately no more work to be done. We've done the hard part and now we just get to have fun. We get to do this awesome thing we created and we get to do it together because um, throughout a show, everyone gets really, really close, and we all, um, every cast I've been in has always gotten really close, and so it's sort of like, like the end, and which is, it's sad, but it's, it's a very bittersweet feeling. It's like, we know that we did this the best we possibly could, and so, but we get to do it together as, as one group, which is really awesome. So that's sort of what that feels like. It's a really good feeling. Is that similar to, or different from, the experience of finishing cross country? Um, it's, you see, it's interesting because I've thought about this a lot because cross country and track to a lesser extent are really big parts of my life and the teams are really big parts of my life. And I only say track to a lesser extent because it's less of a team sport and more of an individual sport. Um, but the ultimately the goal with art in general and theater and music is to create something for someone else. Like when you when you create a piece of art, whether it be um, a show that you put on, or if you're in choir, a song, or band, a song, or a visual art piece, you're making something for someone else. You are adding 
something to the world. And so it's a really good feeling to know that you're creating something for other people with art. Um, and athletics is a little different than that. And it's not necessarily better or worse, it's just different. Because in athletics, um, success in athletics means taking away from someone else, mm. ultimately. Because you can't, not everyone can win. You can only have one winner. So like when you, when, say if my team wins, the other team has to lose by definition, mm -hmm. which is sort of a different experience. And it, it leads to a sort of a different sort of feeling in the, in the activity. With cross country, it's much more um, about us against them. Mm -hmm. It's like our team versus their team. Whereas when theater, it's us making something for them, mm -hmm. like showing them what we're all about, as opposed to cross country. It's kind of a hard thing to, to articulate, but. You've well, trying articulated to win. it beautifully. No, I think so too. Think. Trying to win versus we're together showing you something. Exactly. It's not it's not like all the all the runners on all the different cross country teams are just like come and watch us run and just be impressed by how we run. Exactly. It's I mean not it's like you're there to there. win and to have the other team exactly. lose in exactly. theater it's uh, you're building. Exactly. Yeah. Joe, you are very well spoken. Thank you. Where have you learned that? Well, I read a lot of books. Um, <laughs> I, and, like, that's sort of a joke, but honestly, it's very true. Um, I read a lot of books, and I watch a lot of movies. I watch a lot of good TV shows. That's important, good TV shows. Um, but, yeah, so um, probably, like, the first, like, really concrete memory I have is of my grandma um, reading the book The Secret Garden to me when I was probably, like, four or five years old. So for as long as I've re I can remember, reading has been a huge part of my life. Like I read the Harry Potter series when I was in like second grade. So that was like really like a formative experience in my life because it's still my favorite series of books. Um, and I think there's like very little that any that um, teachers, parents, um, kids can do to make themselves better prepared for high school and for life in general, especially for um, being articulate, than to read a lot of books young. Yeah, so so give us more recommendations. Um, you got so Harry Potter. What else do we need to read to be like oh, Joe? Oh, jeez. Well, <laughs> or or what are the good TV shows we have to watch? Oh yeah, okay. I so um, a TV show that I have been excited about for a long time is Sherlock. The BBC so mm -hmm. BBC show Sherlock is really good. Um, but for books, uh, I like to read biographies of like really famous important people. Um, I read. Nelson Mandela's biography, I think it's an autobiography, Conversations with Myself, that's really powerful. The autobiography of Malcolm X, that's a really great one. And then the biography of Steve Jobs is one of my personal favorites because um, I'm really into, into business and economics. And so he's sort of someone I've looked up to for a long time, not necessarily because he was a good person, but because of the way he approached business was really influential. What, what, what draws you to, what, what about it? Um, so. Apple, uh, they, they were sort of, oh, they did a lot of firsts. They were one of the first companies to put design, like industrial design, in the forefront. Um, and it's about how a person interacted with a product rather than just what the product did, which I think is super interesting. Um, because ultimately, a big part of your experience um, with anything is how you feel using it. And sort of Steve Jobs was one of the first people in the technology world, at least, to really like understand that and to channel it in his products, like in the iPod, like mm. how you felt using an iPod or how you felt using a MacBook. It was really important to him rather than just like
how many songs could you fit on it or how fast is it or something like that. Mm -hmm. the, the feeling and the experience is really, I thought that was a really interesting way to look at, look at business and to look at um, technology. How do you plan to channel that? Like, are you looking to go into business? Yes, I am. I just recently... That sounded like a business pitch. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I am. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just applied to the Stephen M. Ross School of Business at the University of Michigan. Um, and so that's, I would love to be able to go to that uh, place if I get in. Um, I also am applying to University of California, Berkeley, and they have a really good business school. But no matter where I go, I want to um, study economics and business. And then later, I want to run my own business. I'm not sure what I want to do exactly yet, because that's like pretty far into the future. But um, I want to do something uh, that uh, helps with environmental sustainability, using business to help sustain the environment, sort of my, my big thing. Awesome. If there, I just like one thing that I kind of want to talk about is my sophomore year, I got a pretty bad concussion. And I just want to talk about like uh, sort of like what happened with that. So I got a really severe concussion during my track season, and it kind of messed me up for a long time. Um, so I just wanted to like talk about like brain injuries and stuff, and like it's not something to play around with. And for a long time, like because it, uh, I was like it, anxiety, like my mental cognition wasn't where it used to be. So just like um, I wanted to talk about that a little bit, and like a lot of athletes, I they're like really in the mentality of having to be super tough mm -hmm. and like I'm like I'm that way too I don't like to let anything show I certainly pre pre present myself in a certain way but I wanted to make sure that uh, I talked about um, being willing to like get help and because I needed to get help um, probably last winter like I was I was a mess like I couldn't do any homework like I couldn't focus I was really sad all the time so and I Eventually, like I had to go, I had to go see somebody, and I had to get on antidepressants. So, like, I just wanted to make sure that everybody knows that it's okay to have to get help because I still struggle with that. Like, I feel like, come on, Joe, like you should be stronger than this. Like, you should be better than this. And I realize that's not logical, but mm -hmm. where when you say get help to a therapist? Yeah, yeah, I saw I saw a counselor for a while, and that did help because, um, like, it, it's not really a very it should have been a pleasant experience but it wasn't it wasn't really because I don't I don't like talking about like my feelings it's like ugh, feelings I'd rather talk about like stuff like ideas things that I do but like it is important and so I just wanted to make sure that everybody who's listening to this knows that it's like it can happen to everybody like it's not your fault and it's important to see somebody and to get help Ooh. Because because it, it it took you from where to where, or it, it is taking you. It, yeah. I don't want to put that in the yeah, past no, tense. No, no, Maybe no. it's still it's, taking it's you. It's definitely still taking me. So, so if from where to where, why should people do that? What's been the, yeah. That's a great question, Mr. Tooney. Thank you for asking that. So um, it I was in a place where I could, like, like I could get up, and like go to school but like I wasn't there like mentally like I just didn't really want to do anything when I got home I'd just like sit on the couch I wouldn't even I'd like hardly even watch TV like I just kind of sit there um I was like really in kind of a bad place so what and what that what it did for me and it, it's still in process like mm -hmm. um it, it got me to the point where like I knew I know that I am like going to be better eventually like it, it's given me hope mm -hmm. like then like I was like 
I, at some points I was like, what's the point of even being alive? Like, I don't understand. So, like, like everything was just, like, nothing made sense in my life. Mm -hmm. It felt like everything was just, nothing had a reason. So what it, it did is it gave me hope that things are going to get better. And that's another message that I want to impart to people. Things are going to get better. So sort of that, that idea that life's a journey and, like, there's going to be ups and downs. And when you're in the downs, you have to be aware that you're going to be able to get back to the ups. Yeah. Like, that's an important thought, too. Mm -hmm. Especially with all the stuff we're doing with, like, this whole child activities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, tell me yeah, about, what, what do you, you like that? You think that's smart? Yeah, yeah, I really do. Um, especially uh, the one we did last month about, like, uh, suicide awareness, mental health awareness. I think that's just really important that everybody knows about that. Like, um, because for some people like me, if, like, I hadn't have been, like, Eventually, my parents were like, Joe, you need to see somebody. Like, it's, yeah. it's time for you to... And I was pretty resistant to that, but I, I figured it out eventually. But um, I think some people, if they're, like, on the edge, like, if, they, if there's a, an experience like that or an event like that, that'll push them towards going to, to get some help, maybe get on a, a, a medication or something, to, or to talk to somebody, that's really important. Mm -hmm. What do you say to the people who think it's stupid? Um... Uh, to the like the well the whole child activities, um, my thought is it might not be important for you, but it might be very important for someone else. Like I think that's a really important thought to keep in mind. Whenever whenever you're there's something that's not specifically for you, like just because just because it's not helpful to you doesn't mean it's not going to be helpful for someone else, mm -hmm. right? And whether it's it's a whole child activity for like this or whether you're in class. And, like, you have to review a concept that you already understand. Like, sure, I know how to do factoring in algebra, but maybe the person next to me really just needs some help on factoring, and that can be really important for them. Mm -hmm. Or in English, like, comma rules or whatever. What, whatever it may be, even if it's not important for you, it might be important for someone else. Are you, uh, it's awesome. Yeah, you excited baby. for the weekend with the show? I'm super excited for the weekend with the show. <laughs> So You're like, Aslan. Yeah. I am Aslan. Yeah, I'm the I'm the lion. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, what a great part to be. It's it's super exciting. What's the best part of the show? Um, the battle scenes are really cool. I'm We've only in hard. I'm only in the battle scene briefly, but it's really awesome. Awesome. Can't wait to see it. Yeah, yeah really terrific, yeah. Joe. Yeah. Thanks for Thank being you so on. Thank you so much for being here, Joe. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Awesome. Thanks for listening. Be sure to tune in next week for the next episode. And don't forget to submit works of art and writing to our website to spread a little more empathy.